Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Instant reaction edition of the Night Report podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is Richie Schneiderite. Richie, we haven't had one of these in a while, but we did receive a commitment today from class of 2023 quarterback Johnny Shepard, who we kind of teased about offering a day ago, two days ago. It was a recent offer. He, he, days like ago? he, he jumped right at the opportunity, though. Before we get into that, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends on BetOnline. As your continued source for all your sports waging information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, back, boxing, tennis, or even golf. You can head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-I-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. So Johnny Shepard, I own a prep high school in New York. Uh, he is a two-year starter for them. He, he's listed at 6'2 or 6'3, 230 pounds. He's a big guy. Tell us what we're, what we're getting in Johnny Shepard. Um, I guess for starters, this is a guy Rutgers has kind of been on a little bit, on and off with for uh, quite some time. Uh, he was on campus back in June. Uh, I forget what camp it was. There's like four or five or th- I think there might be six of them at this point. But uh, yeah, no, he was on campus back in June. Gleason talked to him a lot, um, showed him a lot of interest, but ne- never actually threw out that offer. Um, so I, I guess that's kind of delayed the recruitment a little bit right there. Um, he ended up going to Old Dominion. Or committing to Old Dominion a couple months later, um, but then Rutgers, Rutgers just got really interested again. Um, once Gleason was gone, they know they needed a quarterback. Obviously, Grucer was the first offer they threw out. Things didn't work out there, so then they go right uh, right up to one A, one B. Go to a Johnny Shepard, and uh, I think you get a pretty good one here too in a Johnny. He's uh, like you said, he's six two, six three, uh, depending on whatever site you're looking at. Um, he's a big, bulky dude. Um, he's what I think he's listed at two. Listen, at like 230 pounds. Yeah, he, he's, a he's, a, he's a big boy, and he's not afraid of contact either. Um, just watching his, watching his tape over and over again. Um, I know they always teach quarterbacks to slide, go out of bounds. This this man just likes likes to run into people. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't blame him. He's got the size to do it too. So um, yeah, he's an interesting quarterback. He's been working with Matt Sims for quite some time now. Um, obviously, Matt Sims and Nuns have a connection, but we'll get more into that a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I mean. Uh, Decent arm, pretty fast. Um, I mean, uh, no complaints about the kid. Uh, he he seems pretty solid. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing else to say. He's a true dual threat quarterback, thousand yard rusher, back to back seasons. Um, he loves to run the ball, um, and I don't blame him. He's got speed for that two hundred and thirty pounds. Um, so yeah, yeah, Shepard. He's a guy that I personally like a lot more than Jack Russer, and I'm glad we got him. If we're going to take a, a late QB commit, I think he's a He's a, a nice pickup given how late in the, the, the process this is. Um, if you take a look at his stats, he's rushed for over 1,000 yards the past two seasons. So last year he had uh, 1,041 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns. This season he had 1,291 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. And he's pretty good as a passer as well. 
So last year he threw for almost 2,400 yards, 71% completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. This season he threw for about the same amount of passing yards, right around 2,400 as well. 62% completion percentage, but his, his yards per completion jumped three yards from 13 to 16 this year. So that indicates he was throwing a little bit deeper of passes. He had 21 touchdowns and six picks. He went into Bosco this year uh, early in the season and, and, and beat the Ironmen uh, in Ramsey for Iona Prep. Iona Prep probably isn't as talented of a team as Don Bosco, but he was the best player on the field that day. Um, I know that they lost to St. Anthony pretty badly in the, the state title game this year, I know prep, uh, but they did win the, the state title last year. Um, they have a, a couple really interesting players uh, at different levels. So Ellis Robinson, who's, I, I, think, I think, a top 10 player in the 24 class. He's up there. I'm not sure where exactly, but who, he's who's, obviously up there. Yeah, who's now at IMG. He started his career at Iona Prep. So there's a connection there, possibly to future recruits. Um, Justin Jolly, UConn's breakout freshman tight end, went to Iona Prep as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's been – he was named to, like, a lot of uh, mid-season freshman All-American teams. He's probably going to be on a lot of year-end freshman All-American teams this year as well. He's very good. He's very athletic for a tight end. So maybe we could convince him to come to Rutgers as well. So there's a lot of talent in the Iona Prep uh program and uh, a lot of alumni that are very good. I believe Rutgers has recruited Iona Prep pretty well in the past as, as well. Mm-hmm. I, I could swear there was players, I don't know if it's Blair, um, what was his name, Blair Bynes? It sounds like there was Blair a bunch Bynes. of kids in the past who recruited from there. Um, I can take a look real quick. But um, also the other thing I wanted to mention, I know he uh, was an Old Dominion commit and a lot of people are like, oh, Old Dominion. Like Old Dominion's got a pretty damn good coach. Maybe they're not this good this past season. But Ricky mm-hmm. Rain has has produced a, quite a few quarterbacks. I'm not just saying that because I cover Penn State too, but yeah. um, you know, Trace he turned Trace McSorley into a pretty damn quarterback in his time uh, in State College. So I mean, I'm not saying he's the same exact quarterback as Trace McSorley. Obviously, completely different builds, but um, he he knows quarterbacks and um, he he. Uh, I mean, this is this is a good addition. Like this is a solid guy, and you you need to get a quarterback every year. We've been stating that for God yeah. knows how long since. As as much as they they might have fucked up this process with quarterback recruiting, this is a nice rebound to help you out a little bit in terms of depth. And Shepard, he comes from a football family. Both his older brothers played college football. Um, His brother, Akil, played for Urbana University, and he's currently playing in the indoor football league for the Bismarck Bucks. Uh, His other older brother, uh, Kadir, he started his career at, at Syracuse, ended up transferring to Ole Miss, Mm-hmm. Uh, had some, had three really good years for Ole Miss. Ended up getting invited to the uh, NFL Draft Combine. I don't believe he got drafted. He was uh, on, playing in the so. CFL last year, so he's he's comes from an athletic family. Uh, and you can imagine he had to be tough being the younger brother of two huge older brothers. So <laughs> I think maybe that's where some of his toughness comes from. But I, I really like this commit. He kind of reminds me, and this isn't a slight at all. He kind of reminds me of like an EJ Manuel in college where he's just this big-bodied guy, better athlete than you'd expect. He's kind of got a similar, like, short throwing motion. It's it's a bit awkward, but it, it gets it done. He's got a decent arm. I would say better than decent arm. Um, I, I saw some infographic that he, in terms of, like, uh, his fastest speed on the field this past year was 21.1 miles an hour, which is really mm-hmm. moving for a guy his size. So he's, a, yeah, I think you okay. said he ran a four, five, three at one of the camps that he went to four, five, three at Vanderbilt. I believe it was, uh, this summer. Um, 
he's he's taking a couple visits too. It's not like schools weren't showing interest, like uh, like Kansas. Um, obviously, Pan actually Panagos was the lead recruiter there. Ironically, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, Kansas, Vanderbilt. Uh, who else? I just checked his account too. There's a couple others, um, Power Fives, but he's he's a good. I mean, he's a solid prospect. I could see him getting a bump before it's all said and done. I know people are like two star, two star, two star. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. Like he, I don't think he's a two star by any means. I think he's at least a three star at the very minimum. Um, I was talking to his coach before, and we'll have an article on that soon. But uh, spoke very highly of him. He's a big time RPO guy. Um, so that, that's that's where it kind of gets interesting in terms of uh, offensive coordinator a little bit. But uh, he he can kind of kill you. Back to Shepard for for now. He he can kill you with both his legs and his arm. Uh, he doesn't have the like the ideal throwing motion. Like the, the perfect like throwing motion that every quarterback wants or every quarter OC wants, um, but it, it still gets there without issues. It seems like um, his his coach actually told me he's a legit six three two forty. I mean, he one. looks it. If you watch his yeah. tape, he looks like the biggest guy on the field most of the time. So yeah, and and the thing that's impressive about him, and I say he's a sneaky athlete because when he start when he decides to start running, it mm-hmm. like. You you can tell like the defensive backs don't expect to just get burned by him, but he just blows by everybody. He just he just. And another thing I like is sometimes he'll he'll scramble and it looks like he's about to run, but he always keeps his eyes downfield. And sometimes you'll think he's about to run, the defense will kind of suck in and he'll hit a wide open receiver. So I, I do mm-hmm. think he has a good feel for the game as well. Um, I'm excited for this commit. I think he's yeah. I think he has the potential to be more than you know a career backup, um, which is kind of what you expect when you offer a kid this late. Uh, and that's kind of the main gripe I had with Grusser is like, you know, what is he like five eleven? He's undersized and he's more of like a, a game manager type. Johnny's mm-hmm. more of a, a dual threat, like a true dual threat, like we were talking about. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's interesting because like just like like you said, watching his tape, I'm just the offensive line there is not the greatest in the world. And I know this sounds like cliche to say just because he has a bad offensive line in high school, it's going to help him at like a place like Rutgers who has a bad offensive line. But it's it's true. Like now he he's kind of used to moving out of the pocket and being a little bit more mobile. Um, yep. throw, even throwing on the run, like some of his throws on the run are like pretty accurate. Like yep. he's a solid prospect, and he has he has some. I don't know how good his receiver core is. I know they have the kid Dylan, who's a 2024 kid that actually visited Rutgers this uh, spring summer. I forget. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I forget how to say it. It's like Irgavu Irgavu. I just pronounced it after saying I wasn't going to, but. Um, Anyway, uh, no, he, he's, he's not bad. Um, I think he's a solid get this late and a two-year captain. And um, based on everyone I've talked to, he's pretty well-respected in the community, too. Um, he's a big team player, helps out where he can, and uh, solid addition uh, for Rutgers pretty late in the game, especially when you get an RPO-type quarterback, which screams, I think, what might we might have to go into next is that OC talk. Yeah, tell us what you heard about OC because I think you had a few breadcrumbs dropped your way in uh, this commitment process. Yeah, so I mean, I just based on the fact that he's an RPO guy, a, a true dual threat, Gavin's a dual threat, it seems like they're starting to lean more and more towards hiring a dual threat OC. And I think, um, I know we mentioned in our last pod and we went on a little bit of a rant. Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely screamed a little bit at one point. But uh, you, you need a guy that can uh, – you need a fast-paced offense. You need a guy that – mobile quarterback. And I think that's what Greg's going to start looking into. I think um, whoever he brings in is probably going to be like a, a run-pass option type OC. And that's exactly what I would love to see at Rutgers. It's about time. You have Gavin, who's pretty mobile. You have this kid, uh, Johnny Shepard, who's pretty mobile. 
Simon's even mobile at times, mind you. Mind you, I still think they probably hit the portal for a quarterback, whether that be like, um, I don't know, uh, who, who's the kid that just entered from Monmouth? Musket or something? Yeah, Tony Musket just entered the portal, who Rutgers has shown interest in. Uh, one of our, our coaches followed him pretty much immediately. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I honestly think we need to take a transfer quarterback and keep beating that drum, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, someone that could just challenge Gavin a little bit. And e- even if uh, they can't take the job, just someone that can push him because what's the best way to get better? Competition. Put competition in a room. Yep. These guys are going to strive to be better than the other. Uh, maybe this guy's better than Gavin that comes in. Who knows? But um, between a John- the way a Johnny's play style is, the way Gavin's play style is, it just seems more and more like it's leaning towards an RPO-type offensive coordinator. Now, when that's going to happen, I can't tell you that. Who it's going to be, I can't tell you that either. But it does seem like this is going to be a spread offense still. And that is step number one, I think, in terms of Greg fixing this offense overall. You have to get a a coordinator that knows how to run a fast-paced, new-style offense. The pro style is dead. Get rid of it. I'm done with it. You can't run it unless you have big uglies up front. And it's not just having the big uglies up front. You have to have good big uglies up front. Because I said it this preseason, is offensive line bigger? Hell yeah, they're bigger. You got 6'7", Lloyd Tyler, 6'6", J.D. Dorenzo, 6'5", Iowan Brown, 6'8", Curtis Dunlap, 6'8", Holland Pierce. Yeah, cool. They're huge. Half of them suck. Like, I'm sorry, but they suck. Yeah. So you have, to, you have to get better up front. But if you have the spread, you can kind of hide that a little bit more, an RPO-based and RP, RPO-based type of spread. And I think Gavin's in an RPO would be phenomenal. I think this kid already runs an RPO in a Johnny at Iona Prep, so he'll be pretty good at it already. And I think you got to find someone else in the portal. Um, this is no offense to Evan Simon whatsoever, but he, I don't think he's as good as these other two in terms of mobility. And I think that's no. the biggest thing when it comes to RPO and uh, also being able to process the reads and get the ball out quickly. But that's that's a different different uh, argument I can make another day. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree that. We need another quarterback, and I think we've made it pretty clear our stance on the offensive coordinator situation. Um, are you hearing anything about a potential hire or timeline or still? No timeline whatsoever. I know I said this in the last pod, and people ask me on the boards, stop throwing shitty names out there. Like You're just throwing shit at a wall at this point. Like They're like Tim Lester. I'm like, Tim Lester had an average like 16 points last year at Western Michigan. That's, mm-hmm. that's worse than Rutgers, and that's – Imagine watching an offense this year that was worse than offense we had to watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. I know he averaged 30 like four years ago, but that, four years ago, we're, we're, we're good. Um, I do think it's still going to be an up-and-coming coordinator. I think that without a doubt, um, it, it is going to be probably a lower-level guy. I still think that it's Conlin. I love Conlin. I, don't, I know everyone's like, Decker's his OC. He runs the offense. Look at Conlin's offense over the past years before Decker. It was still a pretty damn good offense. Then yeah. he gets Tim Tim Demorat Demorat Demor- whatever. It yep. is. And yep. yeah, obviously it's going to excel a little bit more. And it just happened to be the same time they had Decker. I still think Conlin's the guy. I don't think I do like Decker. I don't think he's a bad OC. I think he might even take over for him at that point as interim or maybe even full time head coach. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that's the the call you got to make. It's worked in the past for Moorhead to. Penn State, it's, it's, it could work again from Conlon to Rutgers. The man, what, averaged 500 and something yards per game? Imagine Six, Rutgers even over doing this year. over 600. Imagine Rutgers putting up like even 400 per game. On pretty offense. nice. Add that in with Shiano's defense. Holy shit. You might win the Big Ten. Yep. Um, I did want to kind of 
break some some portal news here. Um, Ooh, so here Rutgers, this isn't, isn't a guy I wrote up yet. Rutgers seems to be a little bit more savvy about their portal stuff based on a few anecdotes that I've picked up. I'm not going to say exactly what, <laughs> but it, they might be reaching out to people they're not following on Twitter with new yeah, follows, of course. to say the least. Um, trying to hide it from you. A, apparently. So there's <laughs> a guy who plays it, uh, who's played at Fordham. He's a New Jersey guy. Um, who just entered the portal yesterday. No new follows from Rutgers, but his receiver coach in 2019 and 2020 is currently Rutgers receivers coach in Demir Shaw. So he, Demir Shaw recruited this guy to Fordham. His name's MJ Wright. He went to Red Bank Catholic. Uh, this is a kid who graded very well on PFF this past year. He's one of their top 100 receivers. I think he had a grade in the high 70s. Uh, in terms of stat line, he put up 62 catches for 1,156 yards and 11 touchdowns at Fordham this year. Um, he was one of, I believe, three receivers that Fordham had that had over 1,000 yards. This is the kind of kid that like Rutgers has to land in the portal. Who has We have intimate connections. He's from New Jersey. We have a clear need. If you can't go out and land MJ Wright, which is his name, Mm -hmm. Um, then you really just can't land anybody in the portal. This is a must land for Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, freehold native red bank Catholic guy. Um, you can get a little bit of an in there because I think they have three power five guys on the roster currently with offers in 2024, 2025. Um, I'm actually, um, texting him ironically right now. Uh, Utah, Louisville, (laughs) Northwestern, Virginia, Kansas, Temple, Western Kentucky so far. No No Rutgers. Rutgers, no Rutgers yet. Um, the biggest name would probably be Utah, I would assume. You could yeah. argue Virginia, Northwestern, or Louisville, too, I guess. Kansas is actually a pretty good program now, too. So, And yeah. Lance Leipold knows talent, so I, I would yes. trust that guy's evaluation. But uh, no offers, per se, yet, but he is getting a lot of interest. Um, a lot of a lot of schools just reaching out and talking, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, I think you're, you'd be crazy not to reach out. Yeah, and there's another guy that uh... – uh, Shaw recruited to Fordham. I don't know, think he has entered the portal yet, but he was another thousand yard receiver at Fordham this year. His name is DeQuince Carter. He's from Virginia originally. Uh, he mm-hmm. had, he also had over a thousand yards. Like I said, he had uh, 56 catches for 1166 yards and 13 touchdowns this year for uh, Fordham. I mean, obviously like we keep talking about Fordham. If Tim Conlon ended up here and we had, uh, Demir Shaw, like if you don't land these guys, then you just, just pack it up, man. Like there's no, no point in even trying anymore. Um, so those are two names I think we should watch, especially MJ Wright. Cause he is actually in the portal. So, yeah, there, there's so many names that are in the portal now that like, it's, it's ridiculous. I actually thought about putting together like an NJ portal list of just former New Jersey guys, just to, yeah. just to show people. Like how many are in the portal? It's it's getting insane, and the portal didn't even open yet. I know that's the crazy part. Like, ugh. I've I've written up fifty four players already who uh, Rutgers has shown interest in the portal. Last year, we through the whole process, we wrote up one hundred and fifty four or one hundred fifty three. Sorry, um, yeah. And the portal hasn't even opened yet. The portal still has almost a week until it opens, and there's about mm-hmm. five guys who I haven't written up from today either. So it's a uh, it's crazy. Yeah, and I can't keep saying it enough. You, you gotta, you gotta cheat. You have to cheat at this point. Tampering's not a thing anymore. Look at uh, BYU. BYU's quarterback entered the portal yesterday. Their starting quarterback for the last three to four years, and literally within seconds, everyone's like, "Yeah, he's going to Utah already." Like that's, I'm like, yep. "Oh, cool." Like, yeah, that's how that works. Like Jeff Sims, yep. the Georgia Tech guy. Yeah, he's going to UCF already. He just entered like an hour ago, a couple hours ago. It's, it's yep. just. <laughs> 
If you're not cheating, you're not getting a big name. End of story. Cade McNamara entered the portal. Everyone keeps saying Iowa already. Like it's it's a wrap. Like you have to get on these guys now. Yep. Yeah, Ugh, there's, can't, there's, can't there's two ways about it. You just you have to be in early. Um, so we shall see. But uh, I don't really have anything else here. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we sign off? I'm going to post it on the board in a minute, but uh, Nadir Chichiri, Virginia, I already told you guys, he's taking an official visit December yep. 17th? 16th. 16th, 16th that weekend, uh, 16th, 17th, 18th. That would be the weekend right before the signing day. It's a good sign in terms of Rutgers probably getting him. Also, Nick Oliveria, Oliveira, I don't know how to pronounce it. There's like a weird I and an E type situation there. Um, e before I, but sometimes before C, you know, that that type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, no, he, uh, Cincinnati commit, um, he's out of Jersey. I think it's Clearwater regional, if I recall correctly. Um, but he is a Jersey guy committed to Cincinnati. He's still committed to the Bearcats as of right now, but with fickle leaving, um, kind of a lot of issues going on there with terms of recruiting Rutgers offered yep. him, Syracuse reoffered him, Pittsburgh reoffered him, Penn state's showing a lot of interest. Uh, Virginia's, I think Virginia reoffered him too, but, um, he's going to take an official visit that weekend too. That's huge for Rutgers in terms of landing another offensive lineman. And um, also, we, we, we learned recently, like, this is a little tidbit. I'm not, I'm not going to post on the board just to see how many people listen to the podcast first. But uh, Will Norman, Florida commit, is starting. He's back up at Eastside. He, uh, Eastside, a.k.a. Woodrow Wilson. He was at IMG for a couple years. He came back home to play his senior year co- uh, high school ball. And Rutgers is, is sneakily pushing there a little bit, I'm told. So we'll see what happens in that regard. And that's, that's top, like what top three kid in state. Yeah. He was, I believe he was in the top 100 uh, at some point. He is still in the top 100. So he's currently ranked 75th nationally. He's a verbal commit to Florida at the moment. Uh, And I say at the moment, because it sounds like you're alluding to that. He might not end up at Florida. I wouldn't be shocked if he took an official visit over the next few weeks to Rutgers. Very interesting nugget. That's what we're hearing. So. Um, so this that, this also be... won't be in the description. So if you if you hear this, you are a loyal listener and you're getting some <laughs> uh, some insider info here. Yeah. So with that being said, go mark this a five star review on every single app you can think of. Yeah, that really helps us get new subscribers, guys. So follow us on YouTube. Uh, give us a five star review on your favorite podcasting platform. It really helps, and we would love you forever. But for for me and for Richie, it's been another instant reaction edition of the night report podcast signing off go go usa thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.